It is a Friday, which of course means that it is another position preview here. WindailySports.com, a week 11 edition of the position preview. And of course, it's myself and Jason Mezra. You can follow me at jjansen34. Of course, follow Windaily Sports at Windaily Sports on Twitter. Sign up for a gold membership to help you out this weekend in fantasy football at WindailySports.com. You will see the projection model on here. You will see the optimizer. Both are available with a gold subscription. Find out all of the subscription options that you have available to you, what you get in those offers over at WindailySports.com. And this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link, and you can find all the ways, like on Jason's hat there. I also had Chris Exushin tackle the board. A nice show on the Sharp app. He does a tremendous job. Statsational does. A lot of great Sharps over at the Sharp app, and you can check it out, sharp.link, all the ways to download the Sharp app, Google Play Store, Apple App Store, wherever you get your apps. All right, Jason, week 11 coming up, and of course, we got to start with the quarterbacks here, and uh, yeah, no surprise, Josh Allen's number one. No surprise. Yeah, look, Allen's got a great matchup, and he's basically given up a ton of points every single week. Not as bad as the Jets' defense, but pretty damn bad, so... (laughs) Look, Allen to Diggs will be the lesser owned of this, you know, top end quarterback. You know, everybody's going to play Lamar just because he runs the ball. I don't think his matchup's ideal against Chicago, slower paced game with Justin Fields. Allen's going to be lesser owned because of his price tag at $8,100 on DraftKings than Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. So you get a guy with just as good a floor, just as good a ceiling lesser ownership, a little bit more expensive. So Josh Allen, look, if the Colts keep pace in this game, this game could outscore other games on the board. But there might be some weather concerns. It is a Buffalo defense that's really good. I don't buy in 1,000% to Carson Wentz. I like Jonathan Taylor. I don't he really could like struggle the, in this game. The Carson yeah, Wentz could. Yeah. yeah, they all could, man. Like Going into Buffalo is a different animal uh, especially if there's any kind of weather concerns, which, you know, rain or just cold in general. It might not be cold. The weather might be fine, and the Bills' defense might still show up and shut down Carson Wentz. And Jonathan Taylor can get bottled up. You run it back with Taylor, it makes some sense. But Josh Allen is still coming in at the top or close to the top. You know, for GPPs, I think he's a better player than in cash. In cash, you got, you got Prescott right there. You got Mahomes right there, and they're cheaper by – So I like Allen, but I still do like Mahomes and Prescott just for the discount you get. Yeah. Which one do you like more? Because that's the matchup I'm with you. I want to pick apart. I imagine Mahomes is going to be in there more. I would rather pivot to, and look, I don't know. I would have to, we would have to check the ownership percentages, of course. I would imagine Dak Prescott would be a little bit of a pivot away from Mahomes, and you can get him cheaper. And I think he scores just as much, if not more than Mahomes because the worst unit in this entire game is the Chiefs secondary. Yep. Yep. I look, I played Prescott as my cash game quarterback last week. It was for the most part an easy decision. It makes it a little bit more difficult going against, you know, he's got to go to KC. Yes, that offense just lights everybody up in the dome, but you still got Patrick Mahomes here. You still got Tyreek Hill. You know, we figured things out that these guys are actually still good at football and same thing with Travis Kelsey. So they still Turns have, out they are. <laughs> yeah, they still have a potent <laughs> offense and to consider like who's safer. It really is a coin flip to me, man. Like I can make an argument. If you want to take the Dak side, I can take the Mahomes side. If you want to take the Mahomes side, I can take the Dak side, 7,600, 7,200. Um, the one 
benefit of going Mahomes, I feel a little bit safer knowing that I'm going to pair him with just one of two options, either pair him with Tyreek, pair right, him you know with exactly Kelsey. who to go. Like you're yeah. going, you're going into that direction with Dak. There's a like three or four different directions you can actually go into. So like he he worries me on that sense a little bit, but like you said, the the best spot to attack in this game is going to be Kansas City's pass offense. If Mahomes does well, what's going to happen? You're going to want to see more Dak. The only way like Dak doesn't go out there and have a great game is if Casey really struggles again. Um, but then that changes everything. Then Mahomes is going to be bad, and, and Dak maybe might have lesser options. Like this game's got look. This Kansas City team has. I would say cost people a ton of money this year in stacking KC because of their defense being so bad and Mahomes being Mahomes and the Chiefs being who the Chiefs are. I think this is the time, and I said it a couple times prior, it shouldn't disappoint. I'm not saying it can't disappoint, but it shouldn't disappoint. So we could see fireworks. We could see 60, you know, 60 points. I remember that game last year. There's so many Mahomes games where, you know, it's a coin flip who's better, who's got the ball last, and who scores that last touchdown they'll probably outscore the other one. So those two guys are in prime spots, and I, I expect them to be heavily owned. Well, yeah, one thing I'm going to be really curious about, and the one, one reason why I do like Prescott is the Chiefs, uh, we know, throw the ball, but Dallas sometimes, like, they will throw an obscene amount of times with Dak Prescott. And if yep. Dak does throw 50 to 51 times, he is going to be really close to Mahomes. And, of course, when they throw – that many times, it's all because of game plan, what the team gives them. It's all trying to exploit a weakness. It's been made a lot of, you know, Kellen Moore not having a straight scheme. They kind of go based off of what they are being given. And the Chiefs are going to give them a lot of room down the field because Daniel Sorison stinks and the rest of the secondary stinks for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm thinking that this could be close to a 50-something yard past, uh, 50 or 50-something attempt pass day for Dak Prescott and if that's the case I think he'll be right up there with Patrick Mahomes in terms of numbers and so that's why I I would rather get him I understand Mahomes is probably safer especially because he's the home team and like you just said you can stack him I'd rather go a little bit with the pivoting away from uh, Kansas City trying my shot at trying to figure out the wide receivers for Dallas and then putting in a game stack of basically trying to get Hill or Kelsey on the other side of things I would want to get Hill uh, but that would be my way to get Kansas City in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think there's there's going to be a little bit too much love for Kansas City, and I want to go, I want to try and figure out my way with Dallas because they're the one who has the better matchup here, and not not Mahomes and and the Chiefs. Yeah, if you look at Vegas, just you know, we have our projection model, we have our lineup out tomorrow, so you can see it all at WindailySports.com. Two sets of models, two sets of projections. You can see ownership, see all that. I'm also going to take a look into you know Vegas and see what Vegas has to say here. Mahomes has a three twelve. Passing yard prop, Prescott, 299. So they're leaning Mahomes. It's a projection. It's not going to be what what stands when everything's said and done on Sunday. But they're giving Mahomes 13 more yards than, than Prescott. Right behind you know, Prescott, you do have Josh Allen at 289. And I'm sure Josh Allen has a higher rushing prop. So that's why Josh is still in play here. You know, He's going to be in a similar situation. Colts defense is not the same Colts defense. And – the Bills throw the ball outside of, you know, Matt Breida scoring touchdowns here um, that we joked about yesterday. I think when we talked about the Bills, you know, Allen's going to air it out to dig. So he's right there at 289. A couple of the guys that we'll, we'll talk about here, you got Aaron Rodgers at 270, 
Kirk Cousins right on his tail at 267. And then you got Derek Carr, which some people might be surprised about. I was He's- about to ask you, that game is really intriguing to me. And basically, you have to decide whether or not the Bengals or Raiders are going to get things going in this game. It's a good spot for both to get back on track. But it's just, which one do you believe they get on track more here? It's like the KC Cowboys light version. It's yeah, like, it, is. It, it is. It is. It, it is the light version that you're going to get at way lower ownership. You know, Derek Carr, 282. Joe Burrow, 267. Burrow's got more weapons. Carr um, still has Waller and Renfro and, and some boys out there. They're at home in a dome. This game's going to have some fireworks, too. So this is a game that if you want to climb down you know, because everybody's going to fall in the, the Dak land and, and Mahomes land because they're fairly priced, too. So they, they're not at the top. They're, you get a slight discount to them. So they're going to be so heavily owned that guys like Derek Carr at 5,900, Kirk Cousins, 6,100. There's some value to be made. And look, Joe Burrow, he hasn't really disappointed much. You know, he's been good for the most part all season long here. So, like, would I be shocked if he goes out and has another great game too at very, very, very low ownership? Because, like I said, Dak's affordable here. And the other guy they got to talk about, I think at this point, um, not many people are going to play him. He's highly priced, but he's probably going to play. It's, you know, we're doing this Thursday night. We haven't looked at all the reports yet, but I think they're leaning that Kyle Murray is going to play in this game. And if he does play in this game, he's probably going to be without D Hop. Um, but Seattle's defense does not worry me at all. So he'll be super, super sneaky if you get some good reports and maybe D-Hop plays and he's definitely playing. So keep an eye on him because a guy that you got to always keep in play for GPPs. Yeah, and look, I I don't want to go – so I, I will bring up the value here. I'm not going to lie with the big totals on the board, especially with Kansas City and Dallas, and we know big total – and big passing offenses, and Josh Allen has a good matchup, and even Lamar Jackson has a good matchup. If you really want to go deep, Joe Burrow and Derek Carr are great. But when it comes to like looking at these values, I don't know if I – like I was tempted by Tua a little bit, tempted by Cam Newton a little bit, but I really don't think you have to dive too far deep here. I, I really don't. No, no elite Joe Flacco? Stop it. Stop it. I can't believe you even said it. I can't believe you're the one who said it. I was not I was not going to say his name for you. You're the one who said it. No, nah, man. Look. <laughs> these look, people wanted to play, you know, Mason Rudolph last week. I said no to that. Um I'm not going to play Flacco. People here, wanted to play Mason Rudolph last week? Yeah, I, I heard people asking us in Discord, do you think, you know, Mason I'm like Dude, there's really no reason. Can they, like, can they th- please just sign up at WindDailySports.com and just check the optimizer and projection model, please? please. Yeah, but, you know, I'm staying away from this. You you kind of were, were talking about guys like Tyrod last week. I said, no, thank you. Um, staying off there again. Flacco, no, thank you again. I think he'd do better than Mason Rudolph. Like, I think he can get the 14, Very 15 fair. points and, yes. and, and yeah. hit value. You know, it's a different type of defense, Miami. Miami gets lit up by a lot of teams. They know how to stop Lamar Jackson, but they didn't know how to stop, you know, the other six or seven teams that faced him before him. So it's not like it's like out of play. Cam Newton, I know you wanted to talk about him a little bit. He's greedy as all hell. He wants to show people he can score touchdowns. So if he gets down to the two to five yard line, he's definitely going to take a shot, at least one shot to get in before he gives that ball up. So like at 5,100, if you want to 
you know, build out some some YOLO lineups trying to take down a Millie. You can you can mess around with these guys. There's been worse quarterbacks that's taken down the million dollars on DraftKings or FanDuel with forty five hundred dollar quarterbacks, five thousand dollar quarterbacks. So it really opens stuff up, but not somewhere where I'm gonna put a lot of my money at. I'd rather play Derek Carr and Burrow and you know, guys that we mentioned up top. Yeah. Now moving on to the running backs here on the Wind Daily Sports position preview show here at WindDailySports.com, all sponsored by the Sharp app. And we're taking a look at uh, the projection model, which we can get at WindDailySports.com if you sign up for a gold subscription. And we'll show you the optimizer coming up when we get to the wide receiver as well. So just showing off all the things that we have to offer here at Wind Daily Sports that can help you on your NFL Sunday and leading up to your NFL Sunday. So... Running backs, I think it all has to start with A.J. Dillon, right? I mean, is this basically a free play, like free square, just put him in? Uh, how are you approaching A.J. Dillon? Because to me, that 6.2 price tag with the amount of workload he's going to get in the matchup that he's in, I, I just don't see how you get different somewhere else at running back or a wide receiver. I don't think you have to be different here. He's the guy. Yeah, listen, man, you don't have to think too much about it. But we've seen crazy things every single week in the NFL. So, like, even last week, man, I, you know, I had a ton, probably too much, of Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram. And, you know, through the first half, it wasn't looking amazing. It wasn't looking terrible, but it wasn't looking amazing. Then he went on a nice run, caught some balls, caught a touchdown, and everything worked out. So, like, and there's been spots where Zeke's been in a smash spot. Everybody loads up on him, and he disappoints. But, like, A.J. Dillon looks to be – in the perfect spot with nobody behind him, with a good offense, with Aaron Rodgers by his side. Guy's been catching passes. Every opportunity he's gotten so far has proven to be good touches. And they run the ball. They, they're they not just, you know, running and gunning with, with Rodgers and Adams this year. They're really running the ball a bunch here to protect maybe, you know, Rodgers for this late run that he wants to make to the Super Bowl. A.J. Dillon is going to be the top value guy on the entire slate. He'll, he'll be the first guy that the smart people, the sharp people, will put in their lineup. He's safer than anybody else on the slate. Above average matchup, nice value landing spot at 6,200. The guy, at, at worst, should get you 15 points. He has 20, 25. Maybe if we get lucky enough, he can get 30-point upside here. So, like, he'll be heavily used in his offense. I like him a bunch. Um, he's a top value running back. And then you got guys behind him that – we can we can pivot to or play with um, James Conner. Look, he's by himself back there. He'll probably have Kyler Murray beside him. Kyler Murray off of injury probably you know won't go out there and try to run too often, but he'll also be a threat to open things up for Conner. So that combination in that mid range is the first spot that I've looked at. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to lock them up in every single lineup, but. It's a pretty, pretty nice spot, 6,200, 6,100. Seahawks suck, man. Like, they're pretty, pretty terrible here. 29th ranked against the run. Connor's getting all the touches. At that price, give me 15, 20 points from each of them, and I'll move on. I love that call. So, James Connor, because you're right, you have to be a little bit different. I imagine it's going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook. Christian McCaffrey looked good in a good matchup. That's going to be... A big play, and if Nick Chubb is there against Detroit, I imagine that get, that gets a lot of attention as well. I like Joe Mixon as well. I don't know how much he is going to be rostered, but we saw how Vegas got completely cooked by Darrell Williams catching the ball. I think Joe Mixon's going to get involved as well 
And he's, look, they, they like to feed him the rock. They like to get him involved in the passing game. Joe Mixon is going to get his touches. And I imagine against the Raiders, look, if we're looking for a bounce back for Cincinnati, it is going to involve Joe Mixon. But I don't know if I liked it as much as your your Connor call. I, I like James Connor a lot. I think that's a really good call there. Uh, any other pivots? Because that would be that would be the top one, right? I, I can't find anything better than James Connor because you're also getting him at 6,100. So you're getting two running backs uh, with a total of you know 12.3K, which is not bad at all. And that's giving us some room here that we can go for some top wide receivers. Uh, that seems like the way to go, isn't it? Yeah, it seems safe. It really does seem safe. You know, you mentioned Nick Chubb. I think Chubb's in a great spot, man. The Browns, they can do one thing well, which is take the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand and give it to a healthy yeah. running back. And Nick Chubb, great is offensive be, line and a great running back behind him. Yeah, yeah, and take the talent away from the guy. Like, give the ball to the talented guy and let Baker just hand the ball off. Um, that's what they need to do. And they get a great matchup against the Lions here. So Nick Chubb at seventy eight hundred. He will be lesser owned than the guys I mentioned before in Dylan and Connor. Um, so I think he's in a great spot here at 7,800, a little pay up spot. I think he's in a better spot than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's, I would say, a better runner at this point of his career, but Chubb is right behind him, and I, I will take the better matchup. Um, the only thing I worry about, the pace might not be the same, but Chubb can do a lot with a little here. So I like Chubb as a pivot. pivot. I don't know if I'm going to get to McCaffrey. Listen, I don't know if I can afford. I'm not, I'm not going to try. You know, I don't know if I can afford the nine thousand dollars when there's value right beneath it. But it's Christian McCaffrey still. There's going to be games where he's going to go thirty points, thirty points. You know, in back to back games, so it could start this week. So I'll get some shares in GPPs. I'm not totally off him. Zeke as well. I think Zeke. You, you got the same matchup. Pivots off uh, a very popular Dak Prescott. Hey, if they're scoring a bunch of points here. Not everything's going to be through the air. It wouldn't shock me. Zeke gets two touchdowns, three touchdowns. If they're carrying the lead, more yardage. So Zeke is, is a is a pivot, and he'll be forgotten because everybody wants Dak, but he will be in a lot of stacks where you know people go Mahomes. So I think he's a solid play. And like we said earlier, the Bengals and the Raiders is kind of like the mini version that people are not going to really think about when they see the Chiefs right around the corner there. And like you said, Joe Mixon, super sneaky. People will play Chubb ahead of him. People will play Dalvin ahead of him, McCaffrey ahead of him. And he's the prime back on an offense that's projected to put up a, a bunch of points. And the Raiders aren't that good against the run either. You know, they're bottom third in the league against them. So to say you're going to get no ownership on a guy that has – he's done it so far this season a couple of times to go out there and score two touchdowns easily can happen. I like to call on Joe Mixon as well. All right, let's go over to wide receivers and what you're seeing now. We were first at the projection model. This is the optimizer. Both tools are very useful. We're just showing you both here on the WindDailySports.com position preview show with myself, John Jansen, and Jason Mezrahi. Uh, so, Jason, looking at the wide receivers here and just looking at the rating, uh, Brandon Cooks is up there, and I'm just going to mention that because I thought Brandon Cooks was going to be big last week, and I think this week – could be a little bit better, of course, with Tyrod healthier and Tyrod coming off of a bye week against a really bad secondary. I wouldn't mind it, but I'm not going to start off with that. Where are we going first here when it comes to wide receivers? We can start off with Brandon Cooks, man. It's not because of Tyrod. It's just because Brandon Cooks is the only guy who can catch the ball only on his one. team. Like, <laughs> if you're getting 10 to 14 targets each week, chances are you're going to do pretty good, even if you're not that tall, but you're just super fast. So, like, Brandon Cooks, he's just – 
He's going to get targeted 10, 14 times. Tennessee, almost league worse at defending the wide receivers. So, like, you're getting the best matchup, one of the best matchups on the board this week, and you're getting a guy who's getting targeted 14 times. You minus a couple points because Tyrod Taylor's throwing in the ball, and he still ends up being a good play at $6,000. So, like, cash game, I think it makes so much sense to go to Brandon Cooks first. Then it gets a little difficult because do you want Devontae Adams in a plus plus matchup against Minnesota in a high-scoring game? Yeah, please give me some of those. Uh, Tyreek Hill against Dallas. I know everybody's saying Diggs can't. You know, he falls victim to the big play. Who makes the big play more than anybody? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I want shares of that. Um, A.J. Brown by himself, the only wide receiver. I don't trust Tannehill, but nobody's going to play A.J. Brown. Then you got Stephon Diggs in a better matchup than anybody outside of like Brandon Cooks and maybe Devontae Adams here on the board. Slight discount with Josh Allen, which is going to be lower owned as well. So do I want Stephon Diggs in lineups? Yeah, I do. And then the guy that nobody still talks about, the guy who wears the big chain out in San Fran, Going against the Jaguars, like if Debo plays, guy's a monster, man. Like he can put up 14, 20 points in the first half by himself. He's so involved in his offense now. He's always open. He's running people over. He's in a great spot. So like a lot of top end wide receivers are just in perfect smash spots going into this week. So I love them all up top, man. Which is probably why I think it's a good idea to go with a couple of 6K running backs and not go for the big ones. Man, and, and this obviously plays into the fact that we thought the quarterbacks were both in good matchups. So obviously wide receivers are going to be in good matchups as well. And man, some of these guys at the top are just prime. Like I think the one I want the most uh, is Tyreek Hill. Because Trevon Diggs, I know he has the interception thing. Everybody keeps talking about that. Trevon Diggs, most picks in the NFL. He's also allowed the most yards as a a cornerback that's been targeted. He's the most allowed yards for a cornerback this season, or one of the most allowed. And he's going up against Tyreek Hill. Like, that is is a nightmare of a matchup for him, and Hill could burn him for a couple of big plays. Now, do they get in the end zone? I'm not sure. But I think this is a prime game for Tyreek Hill to go well over 100 yards, probably eight catches, Probably a touchdown. You know those big games that we see from Tyreek Hill? This is a good spot for one. And so I, I know it's 8.2K. It's a lot. But I, I absolutely love. If you if you want to go for the top wide receivers, he's the one I want to go after. I love him in this spot. Yeah, man. They're, they're all good for different reasons. So yeah. my suggestion is feel, feel out who you're going to roster as your quarterback. And you really have to lock those two guys up together. So – you know, in spots that you play Mahomes, you play Tyreek. In spots you play Prescott, you still try to get some Tyreek shares. Um, in spots that you're fading in that game, maybe you fade those guys and go with, you know, one of the guys I mentioned, whether it's Debo or it's any of these guys up top, Stefan Diggs or, or Devontae Adams or A.J. Brown. They're all in great spots. We haven't mentioned Jamar Chase. Um, I'm not going to pay for him. He'll be the lesser own, like we keep on saying the light version of these great games is going to be the Bengals and the Raiders. So Jamar Chase, 7,200 makes some sense too. Um, not going to pay up for Justin Jefferson here. Just don't think the spot's that great against Green Bay. Green Bay has been really tough against wide receiver ones. I'm not going to go to Metcalf. Look, they're struggling a bunch um, in Seattle. I, I do respect the Arizona defense as well. So 
Metcalf could go off. Um, I'm going to stay away. I think he's priced too up. And then you got to talk about your Dallas guys, man. I know you're a big Eagles fan. How do you rate out these Dallas wide receivers with Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, you got Gallup in the mix now? It's a lot of mounts to feed, but I wouldn't be shocked if Cooper has a big game this week, or I wouldn't be shocked if Lamb has a big game. So like, A couple of them I, could, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not even just one. So, uh, that's I know the Cowboys are difficult to figure out. I want to keep it really damn simple here. Uh, C.D. Lamb's the most consistent, so I'm fine with putting him in there and can have a big game. But I like Amari Cooper a lot in this matchup. This is just the kind of secondary with his route running ability that he can just shred over and over and over again. Uh, So I I think Cooper is in a really good spot. Michael Gallup could have a good game, but he's still, you know, it's only his second game back from from an injury. So I I think it's going to be a lot of Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper could have one of those big games, you know, Get targeted a bunch, maybe double-digit targets. You know, eight receptions off of those, a hundred yards. Like I can, I could really see one of those ceiling games from Amari Cooper. This is just the kind of matchup where he absolutely lights it up. Could we see another nine target, seven reception, one touchdown game out of our boy Hunter Renfro? Put up basically the same stat line the last two games. I was just about <laughs> to ask you about him because he's been so damn consistent recently, yeah, and yeah. even. I'm sure he's priced up a little Only, bit. Even the rating and everything saying that he's still fairly people, a good people value. People say don't go, to, don't look at the box scores, right? Don't look at the box scores. There's only been one game this entire season that Renfro's gone under ten points. Last well, here's three, here's it, why I say you should targeted. look at the box yeah. score. Obviously, the wide receiver room has changed in in Vegas. So what what does that change look like? To me, it's Hunter Renfro getting peppered with a bunch of targets. That's all we've seen from him. Yes, don't just chase the box score of 17 points in two straight games. Chase the fact that he is getting targeted a lot more now because they don't have a deep threat. Let me tell you this. In case people don't know yet, Jason, in case people haven't figured this out yet and want to try and do it, Deshaun Jackson's done. He's done, man. Like don't here comes the don't, Philly fan. Let's hear. Don't it. Let's do, hear it's it. not even that. Dude who's more just, done? Who who's more done? Odell or Deshaun? No, Deshaun. Absolutely, <laughs> Odell. Odell looked all right in the I don't know. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm thankfully we don't have to make that decision this week. But uh, next week, no, I'm probably not. But no, I I think Deshaun Jackson isn't going to. He's he's not going to demand those targets. He's probably going to be a one or two time deep ball guy per game, and that's it. Hunter Renfro is still the main target, the number one guy, and Deshaun Jackson doesn't change that a little bit. All Jackson does is just be able to stretch the field a bit, and they'll try it one or two times, and that's it. Other than that, Brian Edwards stinks. I'm done with him. He's not good. Hunter Renfro's the guy, and he's absolutely going to see nine possibly 10 targets in this one. I, I think that is going to remain consistent. Brandon Cooks. We're going to play like the all under like six foot team. Brandon Cooks, <laughs> Hunter Renfro. We need to find another guy who's not six feet tall and throw him into this lineup too. I don't even know who it is. Maybe it's uh, Rondell Moore. Um, he can be our, our dark horse here. How tall is DJ two. Moore? I think he's only 5'11". No, Rondell Moore is a guy. He's definitely, he's got to be way under six I will add, like, DJ Moore keeps popping off here in terms of fantasy points. Like, do you really want really to exactly, mess with Cam? Yes. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to go I'm there just unless the I rating, have to. The rating shows it up. You know, the he's fantasy cheap. points per it's, dollar. It's, look, the ceiling Washington. projection's good. It's Washington, yeah. you know? Right. Outside of Tom Brady... Not figuring things out. Every other team figured things out. So look, 
you got Cam. It's the old team back. It's it's really weird that it, it played out this way. You got Cam back in Carolina with, with McCaffrey's now healthy. DJ Moore's there. It's funny. It's weird. I don't know what to make of it. Take shots. Like, I took a shot at Robbie Anderson two weeks ago, and he completely shit the bed. So that didn't work out. And then last week, with with whatever happened last week, he, he scored a touchdown. He got in the end zone. So who knows, man? Like, this team is all over the place. Can they put up a bunch of points against, you know, Washington? Yes. Um, I don't know why Brady didn't. You know, I guess Washington figured him out. Can Cam figure things out um, at home? Sneaky. You know, DJ Moore is definitely sneaky at this price. Robbie Anderson, again, pretty sneaky. They have nobody outside of those two guys. So, like, if you think Carolina and, and can go after Washington and Washington's offense, I mean, defense is not that good, then take a shot on DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson for GPPs only. I wouldn't play him in main so I would, or my I secondary would rather, lineup. I think I would rather get DJ Moore for one reason. I He's think better. they're going <laughs> to – Yes. But I don't think they're going to dial up these deep down the field shots with Cam. Cam can't throw. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Unless I mean, somebody his, falls, his, he's his not going to hit somebody. Look, <laughs> even at the end of Carolina, it's not just New England. The end of his career in Carolina and what he did with, with New England, he was checked down Cam. He was checking down unbelievably every single pass play was a check down, a running back, uh, a safety valve at, at tight end, or one of these guys that are running the shorter routes at wide receiver and DJ Moore is the possession guy. Yes, he is extremely talented. He can take that, you know, and take it to the house. But DJ Moore, I think, you know, that's why Christian McCaffrey, it's just I don't want to pay up 8.9K for it. I think he's going to get targets. He's going to get the checkdowns. Cam's going to go with DJ Moore a lot. And I imagine Joe Brady is going to dial up a bunch of screen passes for DJ Moore. But I, I don't see the deep down the field shot, so I'm not taking Anderson. But Moore fits really what Cam has been doing lately as a passer. I'd rather have him. What's he been doing lately as a passer, man? He's, been, right, sitting yeah. on a, he's been sitting I, on the bench, <laughs> rocking fedoras and some weird clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, like, just yeah, take shots yeah, for GPPs. Yeah. You don't have to explain it. Like, can yeah. DJ Moore have a good game against a terrible defense? Yes. Yeah. Um, can Cam maybe have a game where he throws for 220 and, like, 140 goes to DJ Moore and he breaks off a couple? Take some shots in GPPs. The, the price is right on DJ Moore. Cooks is definitely the safer of the two, but they both can go off, man. Yeah, so let us go now to the tight ends. And, Jason, the first thing that you notice about this slate is the three tight, tight ends. ends. Yeah, they're all playing this week. Finally. They're all playing this week <laughs> in one slate. And so it's funny. I, I read your tight end article, and it's like Travis Kelsey, top play. But if you want to pivot, you can go to George Kittle. But if you want to pivot from the pivot, you can go to Darren Waller. It's just find any combination of these guys, basically, right? Like, maybe if you want to get cute, you can go like Cole Komet. If you want to get really cute, uh, Aaron Troutman, the tight end for for New Orleans against the Eagles. But to me, there is no need to be cute here. The only reason to be cute is, see, what you're going to have to understand going into this slate, one of these three guys will put up 20. Yeah. Two of them can, three of them can, but you're definitely guaranteeing. Now, I don't think all three of them will have a subpar for – subpar performance going into this game. So, like, yep. one of these three going to go out. So, you want shares of all of them. Look, Kelsey, if you're playing that game, you know, he's the easy target to go to. Let's say the secondary is a little bit better and their linebackers is where, you know, Casey wants to attack first. Kelsey's in a great spot. You know, we don't have to talk about it much. Waller has underperformed the entire year. 
So people are not going to play him. He's cheap as hell at 6,100. Just remember back all the way back. It's like last year, which is not so long ago. Guy was catching a ton of balls. There's really no other option. We're talking about Hunter Renfro. When there is going to be a time where Darren Waller steps back up, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, so easily could be this week taking shots there. Kittle looks like he's back too now. You know, when he's not like pancake blocking Von Miller, he's catching balls, scoring touchdowns, and Jimmy G is actually doing his job. So all three of these guys make a ton of sense. I'll have shares of all three. In NFL, I'm not just making one lineup and just hoping that one lineup hits. I will get proper ownership to each of these guys. And I'll probably end up having more Kelsey than Waller and Kittle, but even shares of Waller and Kittle. And then if you want to go, you know, somewhat dumpster diving here, understanding that you're, you got to get at least 10 here. Cause if you fall too far behind in that position, it's going to be problematic. Look, Gerald Everett against Arizona. Got a bunch of targets last week, caught all of his targets last week. He's cheap. You know, if Kyler Murray plays, I, you know, it's, Funny to say, if he plays, I like Everett better because I expect him to be playing from behind even more. Um, if it's not Kyler Murray and it doesn't look like Colt, Mo- Colt McCoy can play either, then I'm pretty much off Everett. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game here with Seattle, Arizona. So if Murray plays, give me some shares of Everett for GPPs only. And then you mentioned it. Um, another guy wrote up, Cole Komet, 3,400. He becomes somehow, some way. I don't know how. It's Chicago. He's the number two option. This offense, not Allen Robinson. So he's getting more targets than him. 3,400. If I'm going to drop off, I'm going to drop off a bunch so I can pay up in other spots. I'm not really thinking too much about Gusecki in the mid-range or, or right. Dalton Schultz because if I can get that close, I'll go up. If I can't, I'll drop down and hope like a, a guy like Everett or Komet can get me 8 to 10 points and I can just move on to the next position. No other guy is really interesting. Gasecki, like I said, against the Jets makes sense, but I'll probably pivot all the way down there. And Schultz, I liked him when Gallup wasn't there, but when he's there, you know, he could score a touchdown and he could have a big game here, but I would pay up and, you know, probably try to find a way to like a Waller or a Kittle in that spot. All right. Yeah. I honestly, I don't, I don't think we have to dive too deep in the tight ends to be honest with you, because you know, just those couple of value plays, like you said, that's all I'd be willing to do. If not, then we are just going pretty much all either Travis Kelsey, George Kittle or Darren Waller. Let me Uh, ask you one question. If, if this is the only one that kind of makes some sense and just literally came to my head right now. I wasn't even thinking about it. If, D hop is out. And if Kyler Murray is in right, this guy used to know Zach Ertz, you know, used to play in Philly with you. He's getting targets. You know, like that's, that's at least happening. You need both options though. Like I wouldn't play him unless both those things. It has to be, it has to be that circumstance. Kyler Murray. in. if that happens, look, Seattle's defense is terrible. Like that's, He's only going to be fighting for targets with like Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Rondell Moore. I think, you know, Kyle Murray's going to want to get rid of the ball quick here with them potentially blitzing, especially if he's dealing with any kind of neck and injury still. So Urch is kind of interesting in that mid range GPPs. I kind of like that play. Yeah. I'd be all right with it. I, I, I guess I, I got burned by Zach Ertz not too long ago. So it's etched in my brain. But the targets are there. And obviously the explosiveness, the touchdowns come. 
when Kyler Murray is quarterback and not Colt McCoy. And the right, the defense that he's up against is certainly the right play. So yeah, it's 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 a good one. Uh, so Zach Ertz is certainly in play there, but uh, as we just mentioned, these three guys are not so bad either. All right, Jason, that'll do it for us here on the Win Daily Sports position preview. Of course, this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Show off that nice little hat again, Jason. It's a very nice hat, very nice logo. It's a Sharp logo, some would say. How many people have made that joke, by the way? Sharp. Nobody, you're the first. Yeah. You, you <laughs> are the first. The first. Oh, man. I'll, I will T- I'll TM that one. I'll make sure to TM that one. Yeah. Uh, but Sharp.link is where you can go to find out all the ways to download the Sharp app, Google Play Store, Apple App Store, and get plays for this weekend for the NFL. Get plays for college football. Get plays for NBA, college basketball, NHL. Plenty of sports to get plays for. Listen, listen to your boy Gargano, man. Gargano is on the Absolutely. app as well, man. And I know my you guys... rival, Jason. He's my rival. Oh, he's your you guys are rivals now, man. No, I don't know. We're we're competing stations. Is he is he the Rex Ryan or the Robert Sala? <laughs> which one which one is he and which one are you, bro? Uh, Rex Ryan. I'm the I'm the new kid on the block. That is uh, that's just you know I'm, I'll I'll never be better than Anthony Gargano. You know that would that would be that would be the uh, that would be the comparison there. But now, yes, plenty of great shows. And again, I want to promote, uh, I had Chris Exution on my show, Tackle the Board, and that is also on the Sharp app as well. So plenty, plenty of shows. Betting for Breakfast with Mark Drumheller. There's plenty of stuff to check out on the Sharp app. Do it. And my guy, Adam, I've been doing a lot of NBA shows with him, and he's doing NBA picks and all that stuff as well. So uh, definitely Sharp app. And also, what we just showed there, we showed you this the uh, optimizer we showed you the projection model on the show today all of that windailysports.com get a membership see all of the packages that we have available to you and check out which ones that fit you the most get ones with the optimizer get one with the projection model and the optimizer check out all the ways uh, you can subscribe at windailysports.com and also get in the damn discord chat now this that's not a threat it's pretty damn close to one though Go in the Discord chat, I promise you, either for NBA pre-lock or NFL pre-lock, right after Ghost and Six get done, you can go in the Discord chat, late lineup tinkering, but it is the best to go in there and mess with lineups and talk with people about certain plays, value plays, top plays that you like, all of it, discuss it over in the Discord chat. Go to windailysports.com, go to the Academy tab, and the Academy tab is where you'll see all the way on the right, Join Win Daily Expert Discord Chat now. Click that link and we'll send you right to the Discord chat. All right, Jason, it was good chatting with you. Uh, you're my expert on this chat. And uh, thank you for joining me for today. That is it for us here at WinDailySports.com. Be sure to be tuned tonight, 8 o'clock, College Football Super Flex, going over some College Football DFS with Joel, where you can follow at Draftmaster Flex. And of course, Sunday morning at 11 a.m., sticks and ghost for the NFL pre lock live stream. That is at 11 a.m. on Sunday. That is it for us here at Wind Daily Sports.